Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hello, mamas. Welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I am your host, Joy. So grateful you are here and excited to share with you very practical, playful discipleship tool today. Okay, we are going to be talking about generosity and tithing. And so I want to start off this conversation with a caveat that different families choose to tithe and talk about tithing and teach tithing in different ways. And that's okay. Some families stick to Old Testament tenth, and that's great. Wonderful. That is a tithe that the word tithe means tenth. So if you do not follow that and you lean more to the New Testament where there is no particular number attached to giving, just simply a call to be generous, that works too. So I am not telling you which way to tithe as a family or which way to teach your kids about tithing or offerings. I want to give you this playful discipleship tool for teaching about generous giving. So whether that's a tenth or just generously from whatever your heart feels led to give, either of those styles will work with this game today. Okay, so no judgments here. We are just talking about generous giving. So we know that everything we have comes from God. It is not based on how good we are, how bad we've been. None of that. Everything is a blessing from God. None of it is ours. It is all his. And we are called to be good stewards, whether it's our money or our children, our homes, anything we have is because of Jesus, because God decided to bless us with it for his purposes, to bless us and to glorify him and to work out his plan for the kingdom. All right. So whatever, I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit's calling on how much your family is to give and to teach your kids about giving. We can all agree, though, that it is all God's and that all good gifts come from him and that we are asked to generously give back to God through sharing it with his people and his church, not one particular building, but the church, God's people, right? So, In 2 Corinthians 9, it says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. 
And you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives gener- gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Love this. As an Enneagram type one perfectionist rule follower, the 10% thing can be really hard for me because yes, I can do that, but it feels as if I'm just following a rule and it's not, sometimes it feels like it's a response to pressure or sometimes it could be reluctantly and that's not God's heart for us and being generous. And so I want you to take a few moments before doing this with your kids and think about what is your heart towards giving? Have you and your husband talked about this? What is your heart together for giving? And what has your family decided? And those things will be helpful as you invite your children to playfully enter into this conversation with your family. So what we're going to do to teach our kids about tithing, giving, offering, however you want to call it, is we are going to play left, right, center. So with left, right, center, you can use actual um, left, right, center dice. They come like in a little tube and you can do that. Or you can play with regular dice. Okay. So what you need though, you need three dice, the six sided, um, and you can use something like poker chips, counting chips, three little counters. You can use M&Ms, you can use buttons, you can use stickers, anything like that. So some little tokens, some kind of little tokens. And we are going to play. My kids love to use M&Ms. So however you would like to do it. Pennies also work great. You do ideally need three or more players to play it by the exact rules, but you can do with two. It's not going to work quite as well, but the concept I think is still doable. So sit around a table or in a circle and in the center is the pot where all of your tokens, stickers, M&Ms, whatever, will be placed during the game. Before the game, each of you can start with three. You can start with up to 10 or so. I like to start with a few more. Again, I said I'm a rule follower, but I'm also creative. So I play it just a little different than the technical rules. So the youngest player typically starts first. Again, be creative. However, you guys like to do that and you take turns. So if you have three, if each of you has three or more tokens, you will start by rolling all three dice. If you only have two chips, you only have to roll two. And if you only have one chip, you will roll one. And so that 
will go throughout the whole game because there may be times when you only have one token. And if you don't have any tokens, you don't get to go. You miss that turn. It doesn't mean you're out. It just means that turn you get skipped. So if you are playing with the actual bot game, you will follow the rules of an L means left, C means center, R right, and a single dot just means nothing. If you are using regular six-sided dice, one, two, and three, the numbers one, two, and three can be dots. Four, left, five, center, and six is right. I personally change. I'm, I'm using some rules from the website, from the website, just to help me make sure I'm translating this appropriately. I would say four left, five right, six center, so that it matches the numbers. But that's just how my mathematical brain works. Pick a number for left, pick one number for right, pick one number for center. The other three numbers are dots. If you roll a left, for every left you roll, you give one token to the player on your left. So if you're rolling three dice and all three are a four for left, then you would give all three of your tokens to the player on your left. If you roll a center, you put one in the center for each center you roll, roll a right, one token to the player on your right. And if you roll a dot, nothing happens and you just get to keep your tokens and move on to the next player. So again, once you lose all of your chips, you're not out. You just don't get to continue rolling. The game ends at one point, at any point where one player has all the chips except for what's in the center. And then they win everything. So then everybody else is out and they don't get anything. So what, how we are going to help translate this into our teaching giving um, is like 2 Corinthians 9. You must decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. So before anyone wins or loses, I would say let's let's talk about giving and generosity. These if you're playing with M&Ms, like my kids love M&Ms, these M&Ms are not yours. I'm going to give them to you for you to use the way God gives us things to use. And God asks us to be generous with what we have. So you, as the giver of M&Ms, can ask your kids to be generous. Help them think about it beforehand. And then... Again, at the end, when someone wins, we can talk about, are you going to be generous? Are you going to cheerfully give these? Or are you going to feel a pressure or feel reluctant because now you have all these M&Ms and it makes it a little more real? Are you still able to give? Like if before they won, they said, I'm going to split these with, with my brother. You know, he'll get half and I'll get half. But once he has those M&Ms in his hands, it might be a little more difficult. So is he still going to give cheerfully or is he going to feel reluctant or only only choose to give out of pressure? And 
then just talk about that. What happened? And what are you going to do about it? And are you, as a mom, going to want to feel the pressure, like want to make them feel the pressure to give? So are you following through with God loving a cheerful giver? Maybe you win and then you cheerfully model obedience. So if if you're going to play multiple rounds, I would not start with 10 and everybody only have like three M&Ms and then you could do shorter rounds. And then you're also not giving the person at the end 30 M&Ms. But, um, you know, however it is, but it is, it's just a fun way to talk about deciding beforehand how much to give and then feeling that reluctancy and that pressure or the ability to give cheerfully. And then for us to model that as well. And so I think it's okay for you to let your kids lose so you can model that cheerful giving and being generous. And just a reminder of we didn't ask them to bring their tokens, their M&Ms, their own money, however, whatever you're playing with to the table. We gave them everything that they're starting. And so it's not really theirs to begin with, right? They're just using what we gave them the same way that things are not ours, but we give generously because that is what God has provided us and wants for us to share. So that's just a playful way. If that doesn't make sense, look up some directions to left, right, center online, and you can tie those, tie that together. Um, I know it can be a little confusing. I'll also put the link to the game rules for using regular dice in the show notes so that you can um, read those there. Other quick game that I want to, or playful activity that I want to show you, share with you for teaching a very important faith concept is talking about the Holy Spirit. So, It can be hard to teach our kids about the Holy Spirit. We can't see the Holy Spirit. But in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says the Holy Spirit produces these kinds of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these. So he has fruit in our lives, but we cannot see him. And so years ago, I was sitting at my desk and my girls like to play outside in our front yard, which is right outside the window where my desk is. And so I was watching my girls play and I was just like, I was sitting here and all of a sudden I saw this huge shadow go across the yard and it was a bird's shadow, but I could not see the bird, but I could see his shadow. I could see the fruit, the effects of his presence, this bird's presence. I could see that he was here without seeing. I could see that he was moving by the way the shadow moved. And so I think that's such a fun way for us to think about the Holy Spirit. And don't draw this too far away, like blocking light, shadows, any of that kind of stuff, because it's not going to work. That just doesn't work. But as the shadow 
went across my yard and I didn't see the bird. God just said to me, this is the Holy Spirit moving in your life. You can't see him, but you see the effects of him. And so when we can notice these fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and point out these things and remind our kids, this is fruit of the Holy Spirit working in your life, then it is a helpful tool and they get excited. They start to see him. They start to recognize him. They start to experience him. And so I just thought it would be fun for us as moms with our kids when we are talking to our kids about the Holy Spirit to do some shadow puppets and look at the different effects of the Spirit working and moving without necessarily being able to see Him. And so this week, I want you to pick one of those two things. What comes up in your life? Generosity or the Holy Spirit? And either do some shadow puppets and talk about the Holy Spirit and how we see His fruit without seeing Him, or play some left, right, center, and talk about having a generous heart and how nothing is ours, but we are just called to steward all of the things that God has given to us. So mamas, I hope and pray this has been helpful for you. If your kids have already head back to school, I am just praying blessings. If you have started homeschooling already, blessings for you as well. And if you are in those last few weeks of summer, like we are, our kids go back after Labor Day, then so much patience and um, just enjoy those last few weeks of summer. So wherever you're at, know that I am praying for you, the transitions that have happened or are happening or soon to be happening They're all being covered in prayer. So mamas, on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his children. You have the Holy Spirit partnering with you and you are so capable of leading your children to know Jesus. And if you would like some help with that, if you would like to get some more playful ideas. If you have a concept that you're struggling to teach your kids, send me a message. Let's set up a 15 minute free Zoom call and chat about it and how I can be a support of you. So have a great week, mamas. Thank you so much for joining me today. Bye. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.